Welcome back to Tea Time Reports, everybody. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Derek Marino. Um, we're going to be just introducing them, doing a Balad episode, just like a lot of the other Balads that we've done on the show so far. Um, and a very, very cool element about this one is that hopefully this just pans out. We're going to be on video. Hopefully, this will be the first one posted to YouTube at Tea Time Reports. So, fingers crossed, all things go well for that, and we'll be able to get this on. But I just want to say thank you for having me over, bro. I love the new house. This thing is play. This place is sick. The flag is sick. You even got your firefighter helmet here. We'll get into that. Um, but thanks for having me, bro. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see you. I haven't seen you in a long fucking time, man. My dog. So My dog. you've been killing it. I've been I've been really happy. I want first off, I love seeing all my dogs succeed. But seeing like the way that you've done it, Aunt as well, your twin brother. We'll get into that. It's it's been it's been really cool to see. Um, so just to introduce you, um, Derek Marino fitness trainer, firefighter, um, twin, Palmetto High's best punter of all time. Um, so I, we'll get into that first. What what was that conversation like with your, your pops being the head coach and you being a punter? Where did that come from? What the hell was that about? Shoot, so, so starting freshman year, my dad looked at me and Anthony and he was like, listen up, I'm gonna need one of y'all to be quarterback. And I looked at right at Ant. I was like, Ant, that's all you. You knew that wasn't I, you. I knew, that, I knew that was Ant. So, and you know me from high school. I was, mm. That's all brains, not me. So, <laughs> so I was like, Ant, that's all you. And then uh, played wide receiver my freshman, sophomore, junior year. And then senior year, that's when Pops asked me to switch to outside linebacker. That's when I got beefed up to 230. Yeah, I remember. That's, boy, that was your bulking days. Big boy D. But um, punting, we always needed a punter. And I tried it out one day, and then it just happened to be that, like, I was actually good at it. Mm. So then I just kept doing it, and then Pops knew that he could trust me while I was doing it. Um, so it was it was never anything I really practiced or I yeah. wanted to do. But and then pulling off a 63-yard punt in that Green River game. Ooh. Like, Is right. that the highlight of your Palmetto football career? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I talk about it, they're like, oh, what position you play? I was punter. Yeah. Hey, punt. that's a 63-yard punt, man. That's legit. Yeah, that's what won me all district. That's, that's what won legit. Me all district, so. Did you ever run any fake punts? I did. So I ran one fake punt, and I think I got... I feel like that would have been a pretty versatile thing to use out of you as a... Yeah, it, it was, but, I mean, it was only, like, we. It's, it was never designed to run. Because, you know, I wasn't the quickest. So, yeah, I mean, if, but if it you're was... still more athletic than most punters. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, we dialed up some, but I think the most I ever got off a pump or fake punt was, like, six yards. So, mm. I mean, it was nothing crazy. But most of the time, Dad was just ready to punt and get the defense back on yeah, the field. Yeah, for sure. So. Did you have any muff, uh, not muff punts, but like you fucked it up and had yeah. some had some bad ones? Like what was that conversation like with Pops <laughs> as you walked back to the sideline? So that was the good part was he didn't care. Like Tampa Bay Tech, it was the semifinal game to get to the final four, and we were backed up to our own two-yard line. My heels were in the back of the end zone, oh, man. and I get it. And I spatted up my cleats because I was outside linebacker, so I yeah, wanted my ankles yeah. right, so I couldn't pump, pump my toe forward. So I shank it. It goes like all the way into the stands. It only went like five yards. And I jog <laughs> up to the sideline and I see dad cracking up laughing. Because he it wasn't si like it was yeah, serious, yeah, but at yeah, the same yeah. time, I wasn't a true punter. Yeah, so he, he can't be too mad. So he was like, come on, dude. <laughs> so so it, it was fun, though. Like just being able to play under him, it was just, it made everything better. Yeah. So just being able to come home and, and joke about it, but also learn about it from your mm. own dad, it's just different. Mm. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Ant the same question because I, I plan on having him on here the same yeah. type of way, but I mean, just like you were saying, it's, it's different. But if you can, 
elaborate more on like what it was like playing under Pops and having a twin brother on the same football team as you as well. Yeah, so like having a twin brother on, a, on the same football team is one thing. But then being able to be coached by your own dad, who started coaching us when we were, shoot, Shit. four years old, yeah, five years old. Yeah, as that, soon as you start walking. That's what I'm saying. So just being able to be coached by him from such a young age and then all the way to high school, like just going to school with him and learning from him. And, and like, because he's my role model. Yeah. To this day, he's still my role model. Big Dave, Big Ho- should be, man. Big Hoss, a.k.a. Dave Marino, is my role model. But I just – being able to play with Aunt and my dad on that same field, it's just a different feeling. That, like, you really can't explain mm-hmm. it. Like, Friday nights, playing with your boys, but at the same time, everybody else has their dad in the stands. Mine's right, right there. On the sideline. Mine yeah, calling right the plays for you. Right there. So, yeah. and when you make a great play, everybody look, wants to talk to the dad after the game, I get to go hug mine right on the sideline. Yeah, So, yeah, it just, yeah, every yeah. time I talk about it, it just gives me chills and, and – if I could, I would go back to play one game under him. Like, just one game. I'd play Manatee, Friday Night Lights with Big Pops and Ant. It would just be. Those, those cross-bridge rivalry, man, that, yeah. those Manatee and Palmetto matchups are, are something serious, yeah. man. And yeah. I remember, so I, just to give a little backstory, I grew up on this part of, uh, Manatee's part of town. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother went there his senior year. I would go to Friday Night Games with my dad at Manatee when I was like six, seven, eight years old. So, but then, transition to being a Palmetto student, going to Palmetto Friday night games. Like, it was cool to see both both sides of it, because like, I always felt like I understood the magnitude of this rivalry more than all my fellow students in the student section. But maybe like the football players definitely understood it, but I knew like how big of a deal it was. And obviously the other students and stuff did too, but being both sides of it, and especially man, a team, man, they're, they're no joke. I mean, as, as much as we like to hate on them, they're, they're, they're no joke as far as the when it comes to football. There's a reason we exactly. hate them dogs. It seemed, and, and unless my memory fogs me, you guys seem to have the upper hand more times than not against them in your career. So my freshman year, we beat Manatee. My sophomore year, that's when I got pulled up. No, excuse me. Sophomore year, we lost to Manatee, I want to say. Junior year is when we played Manatee. It got rained out that Friday night. We I had remember to come that. back for that Saturday morning that. game. And we, I think we ended yeah, up smoked them. Yeah, I think we ended up beating them yeah. by a good amount, and that was crazy. And then my senior year, I think we did lose to Manatee. I, that was the that was the hardest one. I remember that one. Yeah, I want to say was, my senior year. That was the did. hardest one. Yeah, because didn't wasn't um Anthony Scutari wasn't he the quarter? Is that his name? Scutari. Yeah. yeah, wasn't wasn't he the starting quarterback for him that year too at Manatee? Because didn't he transfer? Yep, yep, it was at Manatee. Yeah, that was a hard one, man. Yeah, yeah. Is that? That was really, really the year. Cause didn't y'all y'all ended up playing Tampa Bay Tech in the playoffs that year, right? Or was yeah. it Pinellas Park? Uh, Pinellas Park. Yeah. Tampa Bay Tech was the year before. And that's when um, that's when they had so shit. I didn't even remember it. So who had Michael Penix? Was it Tampa Bay Tech? Yeah. That was my that was my junior year. Yeah. So yeah. Then the next year we had the Pinellas Park. That's the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We were, we were beating them at half, I think. That was and, a tough game. Yeah. Man. And then they just came out swinging it, and it, it was a tough one. It was a long ride. Right home. One thing though, Michael Penix, we'll give a shout out to him real quick because he's doing his fucking thing in yeah. college. I don't know if you follow a lot, but yeah, he he's fucking balling out for Michigan or not Michigan, Washington, bro. Mm-hmm. And I, dude, college football playoff or college football rankings have him as like the sixth best player going into this season. Really? Like no. some people actually have him winning the Heisman this season. 
I mean, how does that make you feel knowing yeah. that like, you were lining up against yeah, this I mean, guy? Yeah. At the same time, it's like, wow, I mean, that, that's that's cool yeah. to be able to play against the Heisman winner. So yeah, didn't he dice you guys up that day in Stu? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, won't, yeah. I won't bring it up too much, but yeah. moving on from that, so you had you had a little stint with your brother Ant over at St. Enslem, right? And yeah. That's in New Jersey? New Hampshire. New Hampshire, okay. Yep. Well, tell me a little bit about that. What was that like? You guys weren't there for too long, though, were you? Nope. So we committed. Um, I want to say we signed, and then I like three three weeks, four weeks later, we went off to college, and uh, we played fall there, uh, went through fall camp, and then we started the season, started school, and it was a hard school to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was a private school. You had, you had to stay on top of your studies. Right. And, and then along with college ball, it's a different type of ball than high school. It, it is. It, it consumes can, your whole college career. I can, I can imagine. And, like, similar to just being a wrestler, like, I never really wanted to pursue wrestling much farther than high school just because yeah. I, I took it for what it was, and I, I just knew it was a completely different fucking animal at the, at yeah. the next level. Yeah, so um, we went through fall camp, uh, went through a semester, a whole season, and – one game I'll never remember, uh, never forget it. Negative twenty four, I think, with a wind chill, it was like negative thirty two degrees. Mm. I couldn't feel anything in my body, and I didn't play, mind you. I was backup, so I didn't wasn't really playing yeah. much. So, I, I get in the game and I played for like a second, and I was already ready to get out. Like I was just so cold, and that's when I realized I'm a Florida boy at heart. <laughs> I can't handle this cold. So then we decided to come back down here, but. Going back to up there, um, it was a it was awesome being able to be a roommate mm. with Anthony because mm. um, it just you were away from home, but at the same time you had your twin brother who you played yeah, ball yeah, with yeah. and grew up with and literally everything, and now he's at it's college. A, it's another another level of comfort that a lot of other people probably don't have. Yeah, sure. you, you, you go off to college in New Hampshire and you're gonna be with a roommate from Ohio or mm. wherever the case may yeah, be. But yeah. I was with my twin brother, so that made it much better. Now going back, would you change anything about that at all? Like that, that decision and where you went. I mean, maybe you had other offers or other places you probably could have went. So, same thing. Talked to my dad when we were up there. Um, gave Big Hoss a call, and I was like, Dad, like, what, what should I do? Kind of picking his brain because he's right. never led me in the wrong direction. Um, and he said, D, I just don't want you to have any regrets. Mm. So I thought about it, and I was like, um, I, I want to come home. So now looking back at it, I don't. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I spent a lot of money. We joke about it. It was a long, expensive vacation. Yeah. That, that's what we talked <laughs> about. And, it, and it's true. But I got to make some boys up there. Yeah. Um, I got to experience college football. got to experience the cold. Shoot, built a snowman. That's Florida there boys you out there having I've, fun. I've still never seen snow to this day. So man. that's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't change a thing, especially to where I'm at right now. I, everything has led me to this moment. So... I just wouldn't change anything. And like Dad said, I don't have any regrets. Yeah. I, I would pay that money over and over again to meet those same people, being able to play college football. Because if I didn't go, and let's say I see all my boys in college, now I'd have that regret of the unknown. Exactly. I have, the, I have exactly. the, what I got. So that's um, that's sure, man. At. So now is there any games that you did get in and you actually like made a play or like any moments you remember from that? or A lot of it was... Like what, what, would, what would be your biggest – I mean, you said the game you never forget, obviously, the minus 24 weather. But, like, what, other than that, what would your biggest takeaway be from that? Just from the college experience, because I really didn't see the field that much. Okay. But just from the whole college experience would be um, hanging out with the guys. Mm. Like, you go to class, and then at the same time, you have so much freedom. Like, meeting back at the dorm room, playing pool with the guys, yeah, and just yeah. joking around and going to eat. It's a – 
it's a structure, but it's not a structure at the mm. same time. You're living on your own, hanging out with your dudes yeah. and your boys. So yeah, you just gotta show up for your for your priorities. And other than that, you're just on your exactly. Own, you know? So that'd be one takeaway that I would say would be my like biggest stuff that I remember is just hanging out with all the guys and just being able to experience a college level football mm. team. So. Mm-hmm. so one thing I want to also touch on as well. So we're gonna we're actually on a time crunch. Usually these Balad episodes go about an hour or so, but. Um, we got to get you out of here because you actually do have a uh, training session to go to. So, nine for one fitness, man. Tell me a little bit about that. Tell the people about that. What I want to know. What was your inspiration behind that? I know obviously you had the bulk up to play linebacker, like you were talking. So you probably learned a lot during that. How you can bulk up efficiently, healthy. You know, then what to eat, what not to eat. Yeah. Then obviously just where you're at now, being a personal trainer, and like. Just tell me all about that. What got you into it? What was your reasoning behind it, man? So both of these piggyback off of each other, firefighting and personal training. So when I enrolled into the fire academy, that timed up with me and my buddy, um, pretty much my best friend, Tyree Castillo. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Ty. Yeah, yep, shout, shout out to my boy. Um, we started Nine Form Fitness together, and he was still playing ball in Wisconsin. I was enrolled in the fire academy. So my goal was to just lose weight nine for one fitness was just a social media platform right say me and him wanted to create workout content we went to the gym together we'd get up at mm-hmm. four in the morning go to the gym me and him were seeing each other every day so we we're like we might as well post it i wanted to get in shape for the fire academy because being a firefighter i mean you could be 220 pounds 230 pounds but it just makes it that much harder and i really wasn't in the best of cardio shape to mm. get up 30 flights of stairs with 80 pounds of gear yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was kind of my mindset but then we um we started nine from fitness got that rolling and then he went off back up to wisconsin um we still talked about it and stuff but it was just it didn't make sense for nine from fitness for him to be in wisconsin because yeah. you're not in the nine from one you can't yeah. be a personal trainer so that's when i went and um we had a talk and I bought the company out from him. So then iPhone Fitness became my own thing. Um, I rebranded it, kind of did my own thing with it. I got my personal training certification. Okay. Um, and then throughout this time, I'm going through the Fire Academy. I dropped all the way from 230 pounds to 149 pounds was my lowest weight. Ooh. I was super lean. Um, lost a lot of strength along with that. When I was at 230, I benched 315 two times. That's the most I ever got. Um, I dropped all the way down to 149, and I did lose some strength with it. I mean, because that's over like 80, 90 pounds, yeah. so yeah, yeah, it, of course. it's gonna happen. But then um, I got out of the fire academy, graduated that, and then personal training started to take off even more because I grasped more of non-form fitness, more logos, getting it mm. out there, more social media platform stuff, um, just being able to take that under my own wing, and then. I had a year and three months dead period from when I got out of the academy to when I got hired as a firefighter. Okay. So in that year and three months, I worked at Costco unloading shelves. I remember that. Still doing personal training. So I was getting up at 2 in the morning. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You were working that third shift. I would see you at the morning, at the, at crunch at like 10 in the morning. Like, yeah, man, I just got off, man. Yeah. I got cla- I got a session right after this. I'm like, bro, that dude was on his grind. Yeah. My, my days were, I'd wake up at 1.30 in the morning, um, drive to Costco, work from 2 to 10. I'd get off, go to the gym myself, and then my first client started at 12.30, and then they just went out through the day. I probably had four clients throughout the day. Okay. Um, and they trained two times a week. So that's what I was doing for that year and three months, and then I finally got hired by North River, um, which 
that was a blessing because I am so happy where I'm at right now. That's good, man. Like that's, I would, that's the biggest thing about it. Yeah, like I applied to 13 different departments, and this was my 14th one, mm. and, and it just it's meant to be. Worked out for you, huh? Yeah, so um, personal training's still going good. Um, I do solo sessions. These past two summers, I have trained the Palmetto men's soccer team, the women's basketball, and women's flag football. All hey, three man. teams for the past two summers. Connections, um, man. That's, that's all that matters. Yeah, so I've trained from 30 kids all at once to one-on-one -on -one clients to group sessions as much as 15 people, six people. I mm. do it all. So one thing I want to ask you, so how? what was it that you, like, obviously when it, when it comes to entrepreneurship, anyone that's running their own business, whatever it is, personal training, mobile detailing, whatever you want to call it, you got to find your niche. What sets you apart from other personal trainers and other mobile detailers, whatnot? So, what was that process like for you? Like, was it a struggle finding out like what do I got to do for these people to like get them motivated to actually want to come work out for me and make sure they're doing a good job? And like, so what can I do to set myself apart from the other personal trainers in this area? So, for me, um, if you go to get trained at Crunch, they have a sheet that they're reading off of, you're inside an AC, they don't do much. I'm mm -hmm. not hating on Crunch trainers, I'm just saying it's not a connection that they're grinding mm -hmm. with you. Um, I trained myself, I didn't have anybody guiding me um, as through that process to be in a calorie deficit, to look up all that stuff, to how am I gonna mm -hmm. get in my fighting shape. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that all by myself, so I wanted to share that, and that's what I do now, but the one that thing that sets me apart from Crunch trainers is I'm out there grinding with you. Mm. I work out with you. I'm $40 a session. I have done my research. Crunch is ranges from $80 to $90 mm. a session for one hour. Mine's 40 bucks. I'm working out with you. I bring all the equipment. All you have to bring is 110% I ask, a go. towel and water. There you go. That's it. I come out there, we play music. We're having fun most of the time, joking around. I can do one-on-ones if you want to bring your girlfriends or your guy friends and we get after it as a group. But that's what sets me apart is I do it with you and we go through the pain together to grow. Mm. Crunch, you're going in there. They could care less about, they're just reading the sheet, mm. pumping you out. They Makes train sense. you and that's it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I put my love and passion into it. So I feel like that's what sets me apart is my clients see that I love it. I'm doing it with you, right. working out four times a day with these clients. Having that energy. You know, yeah, it definitely translates to them as well. Yeah, from sure. the 6 a.m. session all the way into the 6 p.m. session like I'm going to go to tonight, my energy will never change. Yeah, and uh, you even had one before this as well. The right I saw you were posting on Snapchat. Right man. before it, right before it. That's what's up. So, obviously, we got this badass helmet on the table right here. We've talked about you being a firefighter. I mean, thank you for your service, man, for real. Like, that's, whether it's a firefighter, uh, a deputy, sheriff, cop, like your brother, aunt as well, like, I can't thank you both enough and anyone else that does that shit and puts their life on the line on a daily basis. But you said you've been through two fires now with, with this helmet? Yeah, an outside fire and then I've been through okay. um, one structural-ish kind of one. Now, me personally, I feel like I'd be shit bricks <laughs> in a situation like that. Do you still like have that sensation of fear anytime something like I mean, I know you obviously went through all this rigorous training and they prepared you for all this and whatnot, but like... When that, when that moment actually comes, you're like, holy shit, I'm it, about to walk into this fire and like save somebody's life or f whatever it is it might be. Like, what's it, going on through your head? It is, but I just relate it back to football. Like, you train for it four days out of the week. Friday mm. nights, go show what you can do. We've uh, trained for this. I went through six months of school. Now I just got to go show what I can do. Not really show what you can do, but somebody's in there needs safe. They, mm. They're on their worst day. 
we need to go help. That's what we, we're trained mm-hmm. to do. So I just you just don't think you react. Right. That's right, why right. I, that's why I love defense. You just react. Uh, somebody needs my help. Somebody's in cardiac arrest. React. We know what to do. We've been trained right, for right, that. Right. So but I can I can relate to this, especially being a wrestler too, because you can't think while you're out there on the mat. No. If you're sitting there trying to think every single move, you're you're fucked. You're just gonna be like ten steps behind of the 100%. guy you're wrestling against. You know, 100%. like you're reacting all off instinct, muscle memory, all that type of stuff. So I I definitely get that. And that just goes back to sports, just being yeah. that. And like, dude, anyone that says your your kids shouldn't be in sports, you're you're missing something up here, man. Because yeah. yeah. those like those types of lessons are what is taught from sports, you know? Like you just related like um, like a life-saving measure, being a firefighter, to something you've learned playing football, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's why sports are so fucking important, man. Um, but, I mean, that's it says a lot about you, your bravery and like all that type of stuff. But what's what's been your biggest takeaway from being a firefighter so far? And tell me about some things that you've seen and you've been through, whether so, it's been through training or even out on the field. So my biggest takeaway, um, as far as just overall goes, never take a day for granted. Mm. That's one thing that I have learned is, and I, I didn't before I became a firefighter take a day for granted, but going um, going through each shift and you just never know what to expect. Mm. Me and you could be sitting here talking, those tones go off, we're 100% right then and there. Somebody's having their worst moment, all we can do is go make yeah. it better. So that's one thing I can say is from what I've seen and what I've had to go through in only the nine months, ten months that I've been working, um, just never take a day for granted because it's not promised. It, mm, it, it really I've, isn't. Three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, you husband and wife go to bed together, husband doesn't wake up. Three o'clock in the morning, we're performing CPR, she's freaking mm. out. That quick, she doesn't have a husband in the morning. Yeah. So and, and that's the thing is like, that's what keeps me going because it's like when we do get that save, we just save, save yeah, the yeah, life. Yeah. Like now he gets to go and he chooses what he does with his life, but we gave him that, that second chance. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of pride and a lot of honor in that, and you yeah. definitely wear that on your sleeve for sure. Yeah, 100%. So that's one thing that I would say is just don't take a day for mm. granted. It, nothing's promised, so just live, li- live your life how you want to. Okay, so let me ask you, what is, what is like your day-to-day consist of? As far as the firehouse goes? Yeah, so, like, uh, you've been there for nine, ten months ago, so, like, obviously, uh, I mean, is a lot of it just sort of waiting for a call, or, like, when you're waiting for the call, what's going on, or, like, do you have day-to-day tasks that you're performing or doing, or, like, what does that what does that entail? Yeah, so my day-to-day, um, I wake up in the morning, I got to beat a shift at 7.30, because shift changes at 8. Mm. Um, so we shift change at 8, I put my gear on the truck, the guy coming off shift removes his, um, we do shift change, and then we check out everything on the fire truck, that way if a call comes in, we know where it's at. It's mm. fully charged because think about it. They're on their worst day. Yeah. Our, our yeah, tool yeah. doesn't have time to be broken or no, battery. Doesn't. Dead, so. And I've seen, like, I saw the graphic actually probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and it was everything laid out that has to be on a fire truck every fucking time it leaves the house. And I'm just sitting there, it's like, a- how the fuck do you even keep track of all that? And how do you know, like, this amount of this has to be on there and that amount of that? Like, how do you how do you train for that? So. I don't know who did it uh, when the department first got hired, but the way it is now is there's a whole spreadsheet and it says five flashlights, three life vests, mm. um, two of this, one Halligan, one Axe, 
um, oil dry, all this stuff, literally, probably. There's gotta be at least 300 things on there. Probably maybe more. 400 individual things on this sheet that you go through in the morning. It takes a solid, just for one engine, um, medical equipment, make sure the AED's charged, you got yeah. a certain amount of electrodes, all this stuff, probably takes about an hour and a half just to that's check out a really, whole truck. That's honestly not even as long as I thought it would be. We have you two people. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, two that people. makes sense. That so makes sense. Um, you and me and the firefighter and the engineer do it. Um, but still, it's just, that's my morning routine. So that goes about from eight to 10, getting back on track. Um, that goes about eight to 10. After that, we go inside, we kind of do a morning briefing with our captain, kind of what's gonna take on for the mm -hmm. day because while we're doing that, he's in a morning meeting as a captain. And right. then we all meet up after that. We talk about if we have any training throughout the day as far as the department goes. Um, still at this time, we're still in service. We can be getting a call when we're mid-checkouts and we got to drop what we're doing mm -hmm. and go. Um, so once we do that, it's around 10 o'clock. And then we go do some sort of outside training because it's not too hot yet, whether that be RIC training, um, which is like ra rapid intervention. Crew. Right. Like if a firefighter goes down, we're in there to go save him. Or throw ladders or forcible entry into a door. If a door is locked, we got to get in there exactly and people are going to be watching firefighters are expected to get in the door mm -hmm. so all that training we do some sort of outside training we come back we eat lunch around 12 30 1 o'clock um, we try to unless calls intervene right, right, right. Um, we get back eat lunch and then we kind of digest for a second and then we do some sort of inside studying as far as inside studying goes you can do fire table talk as far as like if we get a structure fire in this house because we can see houses in our zone how we're gonna attack it. It's kind of like a pre-plan. If yeah. we get a, a fire at Costco, how, which way are we gonna go in? Costco's got roll-up doors. How are we gonna get in? Are we gonna cut them? Yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And also table talk about medical stuff. If we get a cardiac arrest and there's me, you, and another person, you're gonna be addressing his airway. I'm gonna be on compressions. The captain's gonna be doing something else, drawing up medications. Yeah. So that way when we go in there, this person's lying there with no pulse and this mother's freaking out, we know what we're doing. We're not, hey, can you do this? I just start, we're, we're efficient. Yeah. So that kind of goes from about, we take a little bit longer on that. It sends it to about four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, then we change and now it's fitness time. Mm. My favorite time of the go. day. Your favorite time. So we so. change out, me and my buddy, we get after it. We have, um, I do through my non-foam fitness account, um, post firefighter workouts, like go. 30 minute ones. Just I've seen case. a couple of those. Yeah, because yeah. if you get a call, um, you're you got to go you just got to drop the workout and you got to go so I do like 20 minute workouts 30 minute workouts I did a full workout which mm. would be an hour if you have that time yeah um, yeah, yeah you get in what you can um, that's just the interpersonal trainer and, and you trying to yeah. exploit it the best that you can yeah huh? yeah so if I can give that back to the department as far as much as I know with personal training that way if you go on shift and you're like dang I don't know what to do as far as a workout Go to the website, 20 minute workout created by me. Here you go. Just there do you it. Go. Just do yeah. it. So, if I can do that for the department, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they appreciate that shit too. For um, sure. Yeah. So, that takes us to about six ish. Um, and then, dinner time, we um, we cool off. We make dinner. We, we do eat dinner as a crew. Um, lunch is normally separate. Um, dinner is always as a crew. Family comes together, eats some dinner. Go. We cook, we chop up food, we make, um, we make Greek bowls. We make salmon salad. Me and I'm, I'm sure you definitely bring some insight as far as like food prep and macros yeah. and all that type of shit into it. Too, yeah, man. me and my partner, we do cook good. We do cook good. But then um, after dinner, um, same thing, calls could be coming throughout the day. But then after dinner, um, we shower up. We do, do the chores as far as we have um, nighttime chores and morning, which is like set the dishwasher at night vacuum up real quick and stuff like that and then in the morning we'll empty the dishwasher clean the bathroom and, and everything like that so and then 
calls throughout the night, we wake up in the morning, and then shift change. So that's basically a 24-hour day at the firehouse with no calls. Um, and that's sort of what it's been like the nine to ten months you've been there? What's that? It's like that's the day-to-day -day that you've been through? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, one day I had 13 calls. My, really? My very first shift, I'll get on that. My very first shift, I had 13 calls. I worked on Christmas. I didn't have any calls. So mm. you can have 20 in one day. You could have zero in one day. Yeah. You just never know. Keep you on your feet. And it just goes back to, I mean, time and sports, again, preparation is key. You exactly. just got to be ready and to trust that you are prepared for any given moment exactly. for whatever could arise. Yep. And I've been caught in the shower before already. Okay. All soapy and all. I do want to tell somebody, get in the shower, have your clothes laid out. You're allowed to because I lay my clothes okay. out. But get in the shower, put soap on, go through your normal routine, and then get out. Right <laughs> then and there, just get out. Put soap, get all in your hair, your eyes are closed, like you shower, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then bam, just get out. Pretend like you just got to get out and put clothes on. Do it. See how it, see how it goes. Yeah. Because you I never you expected to do I it. never do that. Putting on socks with wet feet, hardest Not thing you ever hardest thing you ever do. And you're probably wearing some crazy looking socks. Yeah, that, yeah, they're the, that you're pulling all the way up to your knees and shit. Yeah, so. they're high socks and then you got to go put pants on and now I'm drying off my towel soaking wet because I didn't really air dry like yeah, drip dry. Yeah. I'm soaking wet. I got soap everywhere. You get in the truck, you smell delicious because yeah. the soap's still there on you your go. body. There you go. So, but yeah, I, I want you to try that. Just right. go home and I'll just you know. shower up and then just randomly bam. Don't expect it. Just be like, all right, I gotta get out. Okay. And then I'll they'll live somewhat of a firefighter life. Yeah, and then just pretend, pretend like you gotta go get in your car and drive to the gas station. So how much does like all your gear and everything weigh on you? Without the SCBA, without my breathing um, air okay. pack, without yeah. the air pack, it's um, 60 pounds. And then with the air pack, it's 90 pounds. Shit. So all total, I weigh 180 pounds, um, give or take 175, yeah, yeah. whatever the case may be. 180 for easy numbers. Add 90 onto that. Now that's my body weight when I have all my gear on. God damn. So, I mean, you're probably a little used to it when you're like 230, 240. Yeah, and, so. and that's what I'm saying. Imagine if I was 230, now you add 90 onto that. So yeah, with I definitely card. see where <laughs> you wanted to come from with that. So that's what I'm saying. And I, and I was thicker, so holes that we have to get through are no bigger than, I mean, Two by three yeah, by well, three. I remember when you were when you were having like I, I feel a tub of creatine a day. Yeah, you you were blown up, dude. You <laughs> I, were. I was <laughs> like, big. I was big. I can't. I'll never forget that shit, dude. I'd see you in the gym and you're like, yeah, this is like my eighth scoop of creatine a day. I'm like, bro, you're gonna fucking kill yourself. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That's a funny story that I would never recommend to anybody. Yeah. So, did you ever end up like experiencing any side effects or downfalls of how much creatine? I can't say I did because I was disciplined on the water. That okay. is one thing I was disciplined on, but I can't say I did. But I definitely, I would never recommend that to anybody. If you're, you're gonna take creatine, to, take the right amount. You used to have me dumbfounded at yeah. the amount I would be worried like I'd genuinely be worried for your kidney health yeah when you would be telling me about how much creatine that, that you were taking man that's yeah but yeah. I mean it was definitely showing off for you I mean yeah. shit I was, I, yeah, I was holding a lot of water weight sure, you had that you had that flow going on you had all yeah. that weight you used to be running that yeah. crunch gym bro yeah and it was a yeah um was definitely a point in my life where I, I look back and I'm like wow so do you ever miss those days I don't. I like through COVID and everything. Great time. That's when I met my girlfriend. But um, I, I wouldn't change. I don't really have any regrets at this point in my mm. life right now. I don't. I love where I work. I love what I'm doing because these both tie in together. You need to be physically fit to be a firefighter. 
the way I changed my life, I want to go out there and change lives through that. Mm. I save lives, I can save lives through this. Mm. You can't be obese. So these two go hand in hand. So that's why I love doing it. I'm changing lives in this aspect, and I'm also changing lives in this yeah, aspect. And that's, and that's one thing I'm definitely taking away, just observing the path that you've gone on is whether it is with firefighting or whether it is with one Fitness, whatever you're doing, you're doing it to just make a change in people's lives, whether it's literally fucking saving their life from yeah. a fucking fire or whatnot, or saving their life from obesity and getting them in shape, you know, yeah. whether it's long-term or short-term. Exactly. Like, you're, you're just sort of putting your best, forward, your best foot forward and putting yourself out there to do God's work in a way. Exactly. You know, I mean, it, it shows with the with the 941 Fitness logo. I mean, don't just get fit, get 941 Fit, that's man. It. That's it. That, that's all I want to do is just give back to the community because at the end of the day, I mean, I don't want to say if I didn't, it'd be useless, but why, why wake up and not go give back? Mm. When I feel like I can give back through two different things, I just I'm super yeah. blessed right now. You, I am. Yeah, for sure, man. And just waking up here in this country yeah. at day to day, like you're you're fucking blessed. You really are. And that's something I'll, I'll like try to re- rewind in my head day to day is like, there's starving kids in Africa. There's families that don't have a home and they're waking up day to day like miserable. Yeah. Like due to no choice of their own yeah. just because of what they're born into. And like, once you really think about that and imagine it, it just, it resonates with you differently. Like, look, regardless of what the fuck I have going on, maybe work's not going the best or like, I fucking lost on the video game or some shit like that, man. Yeah. That that's nothing in exactly. comparison to what other people are going through by no choice of their own. Exactly. Like the things that I have seen, like I don't I I go we everybody goes through hard times, mm-hmm. but the things that I'm seeing is like, okay, maybe that wasn't that bad. Exactly. Oh, oh, oh I exactly. I got a flat tire. Okay, this dude just he almost just lost his life. Like, come on now, go get your tire. Exactly. And one thing I heard it was actually from um Joe Rogan is everybody I might misconstrue it but everybody's worst experience is their own worst experience mm-hmm. you know like you can have one person whose worst experience was maybe just falling off their bike and hurting their elbow that's the worst thing that's ever happened to them in their life so they still hold it to that magnitude but you can have someone that's starving day to day or like has lost their family due to something that's out of their control but that's their worst thing that's happened yeah you know so there's there's so many different ways to look at it but Everybody still has their worst days, but there's always someone that has it worse than you, man. There really, there really always is, and if you can just sort of keep that in mind, then it just really goes a long way to stay grateful for like what what you really do have and what's in front of you. Exactly. And that's that's something that is really emanating strong off of you, and like whether it's myself or anyone else, it's it's definitely noticeable, man. So just Thanks. definitely keep doing what you're doing, whether it's with Nine for One Fitness, with the fire fire department, man, is. You're changing lives, man, and you're doing it day in and day out. And you know, like Thank we need we need more people like that in this world, bro. So Thank you. Thank I think you. I think that's a good place to end it, man. I don't want to hold you up too much longer because I know you gotta get out there and change some more lives. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time to do this, man. I appreciate you putting your story out there, man. And to all of you listening in, thank you again. Um, make sure you tune in to Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, threads as well at Tea Time Reports. And as always. Stay awake and take care. Peace. Thank you.